0: fm to get started
1: i'm maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to after buzz tv
0: the espn of tv talk now let the buzz begin what is up afterlife fans welcome to the after show where we discuss everything afterlife i'm your host and moderator gabriella castanilla and today we will be discussing season two episodes three and four but I cannot do it alone. Right beside me is my beautiful co-host, who has all the insights. Ashman, how are you doing? Are you ready to talk about these episodes?
1: I'm so good. I'm so excited to do this with you again. Yeah, you and I are matching with our colors. So, you know, you got, you got two co-hosts that are on the same page and ready to deliver. So excited.
0: Yes, and there is so much to talk about. So let's quickly go over what we're going to discuss. First, we're going to talk about Sandy's birthday, who, which is not so happy, Her, Emma and Tony and Simone, their love triangle, the Gazette's future and what it's supposed to look like or going to look like, the interesting dynamic of the therapist, of Matt and Tony's therapist, Pat and Roxy's adorable date, Tony taking both Sandy and Kath for tea, but then him getting emotional, even though he was supposed to help them. And Tony Tony finally breaking down for Anne and showing his real side of how he is doing an update on his emotional state. And Tony saving the paper. And then we'll get into some news and gossip and do again some trivia, hopefully, which I'll do get it again. And that's about it. So let's get into the episode. What are your overall thoughts of the episode three and four?
1: They were so good. I'm like really enjoying seeing more and more of the characters' development and stories. like. Starting off with Tony, we are seeing such a more like compassionate and softer and caring side about him. Whereas in season one, you know, he was just really mad and grumpy at the world and everyone all the time. And in season three and four, I mean, he really keeps inserting himself, whether he's being a good friend, a good colleague, like anywhere he can help, even though it's something he doesn't want to do he's being, he's showing up for people and he's being really kind. So that's been interesting to see overall. And like you said, we we kick off with Sandy's birthday. Like we see Sandy's home life. She's under so much pressure. She's like the mom, the daughter, the housewife, like she's everything. And, you know, we, we, we see a inside look at her home life and then she goes to work and it's like her work is her her support team. They wish her happy birthday. Like she feels good at the Gazette. And it, you know, it was so interesting to see everyone be there for her. So I loved seeing that.
0: Yeah, like you said, I agree, Tony. You know, it's completely breaking down his walls. And I think the facade of him being so happy all the time is going away. And you know, we kind of did wonder if that was a genuine feeling, if he was actually getting better or if he was hiding something. And also, you know just like you said, the character development is just so much fun and to see more of Sandy and, you know, to learn that, you know, her mom are, is disabled and, you know, there's her home life is a lot more complicated than we expected. You know, that was, that's great to see because I love her character and let's go to Sandy's birthday. Yeah. I mean, she is not happy to turn 30, not because, you know, she said of her age, it's just because of what's going on in her life, which she feels like is not a lot, you know, what do you think about her feelings?
1: I feel sorry for her. Like, I think being 30 and having so much of your life living for other people and not having much going on for yourself would take a toll on everyone. Like, you know, she's, she's trying to be that great daughter. She's trying to be that great sister to her siblings. But for herself, all she really has is her work. Like, that's the only thing that's for her. So I felt bad to see um, how down she really was about it. And especially the birthday present, the birthday present was so sad. A mop. Like they got a a, mop and something else. yeah. Like uh,
0: like exactly. That just, I think that just shows the dynamic of, you know, her parents' relationship and where she's at in her life as far as her home life of her being almost, you know, the parental figure. And that sucks for her 30th birthday. That is such a terrible gift. I Yeah, it broke my heart. It was so sad because she's so sweet. You know what I mean?
1: But it was really nice to see Tony step up and instantly like, you know, she she wasn't at work for more than five minutes. And he's like, let's go get some coffee. Like, you don't have to sit here. Like, let's at least go talk and kind of get into celebration mode. And you know, they had a great chat over coffee, she was able to express herself. And I think it's also good for Tony to hear keep hearing that other people have problems and things that they're going through as well. For the longest time, he just felt like he was in this all alone. And that's why he was mad at the world. So I think it's good, like he's, he's showing up for people but in return it's also helping him out as well because one he feels good for helping other people and two he's not alone in this like everyone's going through something and of course I love the birthday cake scene
0: oh that was
1: fantastic
0: (laughs) yeah going going really quick uh back to what you said I think he is taking on the role like he said he was going to in the first episode of the season like I'm gonna try and help people and that's his goal you know, this time around, um, but also that that scene where they do go get coffee, and it is supposed to be about Sandy, and number one, she says, I'm sorry for saying just be happy, because she wants him to be happy, like she realizes that's not so easy, you know, for everyone to just be happy all the time, especially in such a hard situation, now she understands, I feel like she's always had an idea, but especially right now, also, you know, you see Tony get so emotional, um, just a About Lisa and that gosh whenever he chokes up you know seeing Ricky Gervais like choke up like his because you know he's a comedian and then when you see his character just get so choked up instantly you're just like damn it's, it's such great acting I don't know you just it just shows you how important Lisa was and where he's at as far as you know emotionally getting over her but yeah that cake and I loved you know to go back to the cake when James says is there going to be cake and then all of a sudden Lenny goes is there going to be cake I'm serious <laughs> is going to be cake and then <laughs> and then Tony just laughs I love Tony's laugh oh, it was great that cake scene you think it lightened everything up and kind of made her birthday you know it totally
1: did I mean she wasn't expecting a cake and they brought her a cake they sung her happy birthday she got to blow out a candle and as a result although everyone was still so down you know, Tony threw the cake on her and then it turned into a cake fight and everybody started laughing. And, you know, I think that's important at times. It's like, at times you just have to laugh at life. Like you don't know what's going on, but humor can go a long way. And we certainly seen that demonstrated like in that birthday scene over there.
0: Yeah, I think Tony, yeah, no, it absolutely is. And I think Sandy's a special person in Tony's life now. And Let's talk about another special person in Tony's life, Emma, the nurse, and let's talk about the love triangle with Emma and Simone and Tony now. I mean, you know, you see Tony walk in and she's flirting with, you know, the guy and, you know, he almost like confronts him or like interrogates him. Like, why are you here so much? You know, like, what are your intentions, but not, you know, directly saying that. What are your feelings towards that new guy?
1: I'm really enjoying this scene. Uh, Tony, Simon and Emma. I think it's great. I mean, I think the Simon is really forward. He's not wasting any time with Emma. Tony's still on the fence because, you know, he's grieving and he's not sure how to process, especially pursue a new relationship. But I think Emma is so great because she keeps reassuring Tony that, you know, I'm not into him the way that I'm into you, but she's like, you're not available, correct? And she keeps kind of trying to tell him, that I'm into you, but I'm not sure this is what you want. And I'm not going to wait forever. So I feel like she's kind of trying to make him a little bit more competitive and step it up a little bit. But at the same time, this Simon guy, I mean, he's just sizing him up 100%. He's like, oh, look, yeah. like, I'm fine. I'm ready to go. And as a result, he he took her out on a date and Emma went. And she made a point of saying that it was just drinks this time but it may not be the next time. And that was very, very clear from her. Yeah. Yeah. I'm totally enjoying it.
0: I feel so bad for his character sometimes just because I know like, you know, he likes her so much, but then it's like, he probably feels that guilt about Lisa too. It might not just be, you know, you're still not over her, but you might feel a little bit guilty, even though Lisa said in a video, I want you to move on and I want you to be happy. It's how do you really, you know, take that and do it. So Uh, I agree. I think it's, I think it's a great dynamic, the love triangle. I think it, you know, it adds a whole nother element to the show. And I think it's a good way to push Tony. Like you said, you know, the last episode, uh, another thing that I really liked because I love cats, but I also love sweet people like this. Uh, the cat lady, I think was super (laughs) important. I think it was, I don't know I felt like after watching you know each of these people they interview by now I start I'm kind of, I might be late to the game but I caught on to the fact that each of these people they're interviewing has to deal with Tony and where he's at in that episode in that you know in that day so like the cat lady you know talks about you know her her husband that passed away and uh, her daughter that passed away and you know she acts like she's happy and she acts like it's about the cats. But, you know, Tony realizes no, it's like, it's about, you know, she's super lonely. And I don't know, I personally, I think that's important, because that's how Tony's feeling. And he's starting to, you know, feel empathetic towards people and realize, damn, you know, they're going through things like, like, you know, similar to me, and she needs a hug. What did you think when he gave her that hug?
1: I thought it was beautiful, like you're absolutely right. His compassion is growing per person that he encounters and and we see that with just about everybody that he's dealing with. And for me, that moment was kind of like, you know, everyone. everyone in that town is feeling some level of a loss. I feel like the commonality in all these characters we're seeing is there's this emptiness. And, and I think that's for everybody, right? Like, we don't know what is empty. For some people, it's relationship. For other people, it's, um, I don't know, there is career, like whatever it may be. But for the cat lady, like she was totally grieving in her own way. She lost her husband first, then her daughter. And that's when she, you know, developed this sense, which she believes that she can talk to cats. But I think in truth, right, obviously it's, it's her loneliness. Like that's her way of having someone to communicate with. And I feel like as Tony looks at these people, whether it was the hundred year old in the last episode or the cat lady in this one, he's like, that can potentially be me. So it's like any opportunity he can to make something a little bit lighter or happier for somebody. He's taking that because tomorrow is not promised, and all he, all any of us really have is the moment. So it's really interesting to see him um, just insert himself more, no matter with whoever he encounters.
0: Right. Like he, last season, there was no way he would go and give someone he was no interviewing way. a hug. He didn't even want to hear any of their silly, what he calls silly stories. So yeah. I thought it was. So nice that he found the true meaning because even Lenny was like, she's happy enough. And he's like, no, man. She's she's lonely like I am. And you know, she deserves a hug and some, you know, some real contact, some human contact and to talk to people. That's what this is about. Totally. I don't know. I think his character is developing so nicely. Um, some a character that is going through it bad right now is Matt, especially with the paper, the Gazette losing its lease. And what do you how do you feel about I was completely taken back. I was not expecting that. I mean, I guess when it rains, it pours, right? Poor Matt. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the,
1: the Tambury Gazette is the glue of that place. That's where everybody goes, right? That's Matt's place, uh, Lenny's place, Tony's place, Sandy's place. It, it goes on. So, and for the community, it's like, that's where everyone kind of gets to relate with one another. So to hear that that was at jeopardy, it was sad because Matt is almost losing everything he loves. He loves his wife. He loves the paper. And so that, that was shocking to hear. But at the same time, I loved how sometimes it almost takes losing something to really appreciate what you have. And I feel like Absolutely. we saw that in the episode, right? Like everyone gathered together after Sandy's breakdown and they were like, we need to save this paper. What do we need to do? they realized how important it is. And I think it was a good wake up call. And I think the guy Paul, the local newspaper owner, he's definitely reasonable. I'm glad he's not, you know, he's not a complete shady character yet. He was open to the possibility possibility of it being saved. So that, that was cool.
0: Yeah, I was not expecting Sandy to have such a breakdown in front of Tony and being like, we need to save this type of thing. That really got to me. I felt so bad for her and Matt. I just, but it, like you said, it is nice that everyone's coming together and, you know, trying to come up with all these crazy ideas on how they could save the paper. (laughs) It's going to be a a hard task, but Tony making that promise to Sandy was a lot too. That's a big deal. Saying, I'm going to save it, that's a lot to put on your shoulders. You know, he's already dealing with so much. And then to say, you're going to save a paper when you know uh, it's I don't know it's just such a big task to me what did you feel about that
1: I was surprised I was surprised he did that I mean I thought he would say something like I promise you we will do our best right yeah but to sit there and say I promise I agree he has too much going on to feel guilty about not delivering to anyone so I think he I think he bit more than he can chew by saying that one but we'll see. I mean, he, he did end up having that talk with Paul and it seems to be going in the right direction. But um, yeah, I think I think he extended himself a little too much over there.
0: Yeah, it was definitely like a darker part of, you know, their episode for Matt and Sandy. But a lighter part of the episode was Pat and Roxy or Daphne's date, which was one of my favorite scenes to watch. They are so compatible and cute. I don't know. What did you think? <laughs>
1: Totally. They are so compatible, so quirky, so cute in the same way. And I thought they were darling. I mean, starting off with Pat, I love how he's such a gentleman. I love how he's not judging her for being a sex worker. Like off the bat, you know, he's just kind of like, I think you're out of my league. Like that was so sweet, right? Like he's just totally into her for her. And I just thought it was cute. They were both nervous, but they both enjoyed their meal, each other's company. And and Pat took the bill as well, which was really cool. Like Tony had told him, he's like, you may want to split the bill. And, you know, Daphne was awesome. And she's like, I can take care of half. And he just remained a gentleman the entire date and he's like no I'll take care of it you could do it next time like will there be a next time and you know in his own way he was trying to flirt and set up the second date but they were just darling darling darling
0: yeah it was so cute when Tony told him like oh she's a sex worker and he's like okay like that's good that's good to know I don't care that just shows you how like nice of a person he is and yeah like you said he's such a gentleman but he's so blunt and honest and that's what makes him charming he says you know things but not to be mean but just to be so honest and he was totally honest about himself about you know losing weight and his bot, just like everything it was it was so nice and I think Daphne Roxy saw that and was just completely charmed by him and mm-hmm. And that uh, breakfast scene, that awkward breakfast scene when they're in <laughs> Tony's house, just completely proves my point of they have no boundaries with him. They are the same person. They're like, oh, just pass. Can I have the toast? Pass the toast. I don't know. 100%. 100%. The morning after was the
1: best. <laughs> yeah. I
0: was going to say, if they, if they don't get married, I'm going to be very upset because they are each a version of themselves. Like they're the same person. Compatible. I mean, the day after they're both at
1: his door. She's at the back door. <laughs> he's at the front door. And they both want to know, hey, do you want to know what happened at the date? And they, they not are they only so similar, but they have the same relationship to Tony. Like they come in and like you said, yeah. they both took a piece of his toast and they're sitting next to him. And it was I agree that is a couple that we need to see, like continue to grow and develop because they they well, what, what a great match. What a great match.
0: There are a couple of my favorite characters, I do have to say, just they're just so charming and sweet. you know yeah. they come from a rough background and they're, they're, they go through a lot in life, and I think they completely make Tony a better person, like we said you know, the last episode. So I'm excited to see how their characters develop. Okay. Um, speaking of Tony again, I want to talk about how he got emotional for both Kath and Sandy, you know, when he took them for coffee you know, it was about them. It was, he's doing his duty of what he told and he was gonna do and try and help people. But now he's getting emotional himself by the end of the talk. It's like, he's almost talking like as to a therapist and working through his emotions, but it's still helping them. You know, how did you feel when you saw him crying? You know, both of those times he cried and both of them said, thank you for sharing. So how do you feel about those scenes?
1: I think it's interesting seeing him get emotional. Um, We've seen him be angry for so long that it's interesting to see him release and let it out. And I mean, I'm really happy for him. And I I agree. He is such an amazing actor that when he shifts his roles, they're so heartfelt. It's just, he's so captivating in how he performs that you can really feel emotion in it. And, And I absolutely felt that whether... He was um, talking to Kath or um, Anne, you know, it's like anytime he shows his emotion, it's coming from a real place and a deep place. And I think I'm glad that he's allowing himself to cry. It's healthy for him. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And I think it's helping, you know, the people around him showing, you know, how you know it's okay to get like this or it's okay to get embarrassed or okay to it's just he's being uh, vulnerable is the word I would say you know towards even towards Kath who he says you annoy me every single day the last season when he goes you annoy me every single day thank you and you know (laughs) I felt so bad she got denied by Matt I mean do you think they're ever gonna go on a date do you think Matt's gonna get back with his wife what are your predictions for that well, I think
1: it was in, that triangle's interesting as well, and where we see competition heating up. Like, Kath is totally making her move on Matt, and in that cake scene, right? She was the first one to start cleaning him off, and you know, she. <laughs> I did, thought that was great. Her, she, yeah, she took her ta- chance to touch him, and he was very reserved. He was like, "No, Kat, I'm fine. Like, quit, quit <laughs> touching me." And I love how forward she is. I love how blunt she is when she went to go ask him out on that date. And he's like, I need to check my uh, calendar. And she's like, it's right there. (laughs) Like, open up the page, take a look. Like, you don't need to wait to tell me. And I feel like he was considering it because he feels like he needs to go out with another woman. But again, the competition stepped in. His wife, Jill,
0: when- I'm so mad. Got so mad and irritated so quickly. I was like, of course, a typical, sorry, but a typical, I would get mad too. I'd be like, no, we're going.
1: But- But I love that. I mean, I think it's necessary. That push is necessary. It's like Jill was reserved and she's like, oh, no, I'm not going to go out with you. And he was kind enough to say, hey, Kat asked me, I may go with her. She, she was not having it. She jumped on it and she was like, you're not going with her. You're going with your wife and your child. And, yeah. so, and I like seeing Matt get happy about that again, because all he really wants is his family. So um, I'm glad Jill stepped up. And I hope we start seeing more of a union of that family coming back together.
0: And on that, how cute is George? George is oh, so yeah. much bigger now. <laughs> George is so much bigger. I love him so much. And, you know, it it broke my heart when Tony was walking by the school and, you know, he asked him if his parents were getting divorced that broke my heart but again Tony saving the day like always and yeah. saying you know you can take advantage of this situation dude like it's fine just make the best of it and either way they're still your parents because before I don't think he would have been so so nice about it even though you know it seemed like he had a soft spot for George but you know George, George seemed better after that he went to go play with the, the old bully now he's <laughs> not a bully anymore but the yeah. old bully <laughs> I love yeah. that I love his character so much and um I also wanted to bring up Matt going to the therapist and you wanted to talk about, you know, the therapist, how interesting he is. I like
1: the therapist. He, he's so, I mean, he's so, what's the He's so selfish. He's so like, he's such a jerk. He
0: really is And that bar scene. How immature was that? I honestly was making a stink face the whole time. (laughs) The boys, like the boys were together. I mean, I understand Matt, like you were talking about, you know, Matt feels he needs to get out a little bit. And so he considered, you know, going out to a bar. And But that whole scene with the boys, I was just like, oh God, I can't, I, I agree with you. His character is just too much for me. Too selfish. Yeah. The worst therapist ever. I don't, why do they still, why do worst, they continue the worst, to go? Yeah. I don't
1: understand exactly. why they continue to go. Exactly. He uses his, his time. Totally. And like, they're paying the money. And he uses the time to not only talk about himself, but talk about things that are so irrelevant. And then we see him, like you said, in that bar seat. I mean, come on now. He, he released all confidentiality, their business, pointing out who was who. And I'm like, this guy is just such a jerk in every single way. And every I mean, way. I don't know. I, yeah, I, The I, great I, he women does everything. Client everything
0: <laughs> i know i hope he loses him too i get you got to have that one character that's not so likable but of man course. he's just he's the worst i, I don't know yeah. maybe maybe he'll change <laughs> maybe we'll see his character change yeah maybe, have couple, maybe he'll have more his own epistony, right yes yes that would be great and something that really got to me and made me tear up i cry easily but this show makes me cry especially um is Tony, you know, opening up to Anne and finally, you know, tearing away that facade of "I'm happy, I'm going to change the world, I'm going to turn my life, you know, around," and just says it's all a facade. You know, I'm actually miserable. I'm I'm fake happy in front of people, and then, and um, this is me when I go home. And I thought that was such a turning point for his character because he's acknowledging his feelings you know he he does have wine with him now he's still drinking but he's at least you know going the difference is he's not going home and watching a video he's going to talk to someone who he can you know express himself to and get all those emotions out and i feel like that's helping his character what do you think
1: yeah well like he still is watching the videos but at least he's speaking about those emotions now before he was just internalizing everything in himself and just feeling awful right but now at least he's speaking about it and something that i didn't pick up on because i thought so much of his pain was all around grieving right like losing his wife but i didn't know how guilty he felt as he was talking to Anne in the end he's like i should have said this to her i should have loved her more i should have you know so guilt, guilt will kill you in a whole nother way, and I thought that was interesting that he had so much of that still remaining within him, and I think that's one of the reasons why he's not wasting his moment with anybody, whether it's to give him a hug, give him a pep talk, make somebody smile, because he's feeling so much of that guilt, and now his wife is gone, he can't do anything about it, and um, and I, and I like the good thing is I feel like the wife knew she knew how much he loves her and just what their relationship was. So I think she was able to keep pouring love into him. But unfortunately he's like, I had so much more to give her and now I'll never be able to give her. So that was sad, sad, but very real.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. And through these couple episodes, you hear him say, you know, dance, if you find someone dance with them when they want to dance and, I, or I just miss being around her, just doing nothing with her, just doing nothing with Lisa, you know, and I don't know, I'm just loving his character, opening up and acknowledging his feelings and going through them each step of the way. I mean, I think, I am ho- I hope that it's going to get better, you know, not as much of the alcohol and, you know, things to turn to like that and more of the, you know, talking and expressing himself like how he is. Um, and I want to talk about him saving the paper for, for right now. I mean, yeah. that talk with, you know, what it was the newspaper owner? Yeah, Paul. Paul, yeah. Talking to Paul and you know, telling everyone that they're telling him that um everyone he works with is a good person <laughs> and how he, you know, he impacts their life. I just thought that was so awesome. And he, you know, he was really sticking to his word, but you know, like he said to Sandy, I'm gonna try to save it. So what did you think?
1: I thought it was so sweet also, and I thought it was funny. He's like he's like, This is the nicest and the saddest bunch of people you'll ever meet. <laughs> yeah.
0: I was like, oh, says, that's true.
1: Yes, because everybody is sad about something. Like the Gazette is their home. Like that's where everybody goes. And I, I thought I thought he did just such a sincere job of telling him why it was so important for them to save that paper. Cause it's more than just a career. It's more than writing. Like that's uh that's the that that's like a second home and again yeah. i like paul so far he was definitely open to it and he was like well we'll see and i get where paul is coming from also cuz he's like you know life is not promised and he's an older gentleman he's like i don't want to miss the opportunity to cash out on this so he's kind of in his own predicament but um but he seems like he's a good person so so we'll see how uh they raise some new funds
0: to save the paper hopefully it stays safe <laughs> were some interesting columns the columns that they were suggesting were hilarious i was like oh god they're gonna turn into one of those gossip magazines the cheaper gossip (laughs) magazines yeah tabloid (laughs) oh man but yeah i like paul and i see i see where he's coming from and he is i mean he's smart he wants to live his you know retirement the best way he can but he's also listening to tony and i thought that was super special speaking of gossip and magazines uh what's some news that you have for us yeah um
1: Well, let's talk
0: about Ricky, and he uh,
1: gave an interview to British GQ, right? Obviously, everybody loves him. He's phenomenal, amazing actor, writer, director. I mean, he he is all over this. He is the creator of this show, and again, like, to dark humor in this way, it's not even that dark. Like, I think it's more like there's dark issues that he deals with. But he has such a way of telling this story. So in his interview, you know, people asked him, hey, what can we expect out of season two? Where do you see this going? What are your thoughts about it? And pretty much he's like in the new season, there's 10 characters who could be the lead in something. And I think that's why we're seeing all these new stories develop because where his vision is, he's like big things are going to stick. Like there's not just going to be secondary characters here. So he he gave us a bit of a tease, 10 characters could be the lead in something, and he said the first season was really about establishing a central character, but truly there's like sky's the limit for all the characters that are already existing and the new ones still being introduced. So I think we got a lot to look forward to, and he is really optimistic about about what he's creating, and we're certainly enjoying it. I mean, it's getting better and
0: better. absolutely i think he is a genius for creating a show like this you know it's something that's not like many shows on you know netflix or hulu or any of the platforms really it's such a good show and i think he's right when he says you know there's so many characters that could play a main part that's why it's so hard to talk about every single character you know in such a short amount of time because like you said there's such a like a special development with all of them I, I yeah, I'm a huge fan of all except for the therapist. But I know he has to be there. I appreciate the character. I appreciate what he does, and you know the the commentary. But yeah, I think that that article is super cool. That's awesome. That was great. So now, Thank do you want you. to play our special segment where we do a quiz, a little a little trivia? Yes, I'm going to keep testing your skills since you did so well
1: in I the get, first one.
0: I get so nervous. I'm like, ah, okay, I'm ready. <laughs>
1: you're going to do great. Okay, so we see new characters being um, developed, right? But also introduced to season two. But out of these characters, we're going to find out who has worked with Ricky Gervais before. So the question is, which cast member worked with Ricky Gervais before? A, Peter Egan, who plays Paul. Paul is the local business owner. B, Colin Halt who plays Ken, he's the musical director of that whole mm. theater thing, or C Charlie Wand who plays Simon, the competitor in uh the Emma situation.
0: I'm going to say B. Colin Halt. Yeah.
1: You're killing it! That oh is my god, absolutely correct. Yes, he has worked with uh, Ricky Gervais before on Derek and Life's Too Short, so they go they go way back. And uh, yeah, he's he's he knows he knows the drill
0: when it comes to Ricky. That's awesome. So, I was completely guessing, but I I you know what it was. I just loved his character. I had a feeling. I don't know his his comedy seems very in. You know Ricky's you know, area, I guess you could say, or realm. But yeah, his character is so interesting. That's another guy, man. You're just like, Oh, God, what is he saying? And you feel so bad for Sandy that she's stuck there having to listen to all of his stories. They're freaking hilarious. I love love it. it. Yeah.
1: So I have one more question for you. And this is when did season two start shooting? And the reason for asking it, it took about a year for all of this to come about and premiere again. So Question again, when did season two start shooting? A, July of 2019, B, September 2019, or C, January
0: 2020? I'm going to
1: say A. A, July of 2019?
0: Yeah.
1: Okay, you didn't get this one, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But it was close, it was still very close, September 2019
0: okay
1: uh producer charlie charlie hansen had confirmed that date so yeah they they started in september and wrapped up production and here we are today
0: that's it It for trivia on my side was super great content i might add that's in such a short amount of time that was awesome thank you for those questions i mean I'm doing pretty good. I would say I'm doing pretty good still on the trivia. You're doing great. Three out of four, you're doing fantastic. Is there anything else that we, you know, we haven't covered that you'd like to add, any of the characters, any funny parts that you wanted to talk about overall? You know,
1: I think we've done a great job covering episode three and four. I think we've highlighted and touched just about on everybody.
0: OK, great. Yeah, thank you guys so much for watching. Please don't forget to like and subscribe, and comment down below what your opinions are on episode three and four. Where can people find you, Ashman?
1: Sure, you can find me on Instagram at Insights by Ish.
0: Okay, great. And people can find me at Instagram at Gabriella Castanía and on Twitter Gabby Castanía. Again, thank you guys so much for watching. We'll buzz you later.